and welcome to episode 338 of the Awesome Comics Podcast, the place where the small press makes one hell of a big noise. I'm Vince Hunt, creator of the Instagram comic Black, and joining me as always is the creator of the webcomic Vanguard, Dan Butcher. Hello. And the writer behind such titles as Atomic Hercules, George Mayhem, and now Hank, aka Fur, it's Tony Esmond. Hello. That's P-H- you are. You are. That's the cyberpunk version of. Uh... Oh, nice, nice. Uh, oh, fuck. Hello, hello, <laughs> what? Sorry, the the little man's voice came in. I don't know if you hear that. That's right. Only a little that's bit. A, that's yeah, right. but people know you have a real life dad. Yeah. No, I hope that didn't disrupt the show in any way. No, it's fine. <laughs> <Just go. laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm just making that worse now by talking about it. But well, yeah, yes, it's fine. Yes. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> yes, you just got to carry on despite the mistake. No, <laughs> but welcome everyone to our pretty much end of year show. We've got one more show for um, 2021, which of course is going to be the awesome quiz of the year, which is going to be a Mega fun powers in diamonds. Yep. Yeah. And uh, but before that, we're going to talk about some stuff that we've loved this year. Yes, this this is the episode where we're going to be talking about our faves of 2021. Now, mm. when we when we say these sort of things, um, our ones aren't like best of lists of things that were released and stuff. Maybe some of these books are um, things that we discovered this year, but have been out for a couple of year couple of years. That's that's just how yes, it works. Yeah, yeah. So, um, but certainly we're going to talk about the stuff we discovered. We've got some. Uh, got some picks, we've got some honourable mentions, and we've got an awful lot of comics to talk about. So there isn't going to be a straight recommendation section on the show this week, because the whole show is a recommendation section. Yes. Really? And it's all for the joy of comics. Ha ha ha! And, <laughs> and we need it after another difficult year. Um, but you know we'll what? be over soon. What, yeah, it'll be over by Christmas. Year. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, but I mean, some of us will be sat at home... Eat mince pies, drinking eggnog. Oh, you don't really get eggnog. Hopefully, reading. So no, no. I don't think I've ever had eggnog. I don't think no. I ever had. Have. I've had a bit Is of it nice, wine. Dan. Have you had it? No, I can't say the idea of an egg based drink really <laughs> appeals. <laughs> egg based drink sounds like a band name. It's meant to be. I've heard it's nice. I've heard but it's I don't nice. know. I'm going to give it a go over Christmas. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I do like a bit of mulled wine now and then. Don't you? Yeah, don't mind it. Well, I'll what's like fireworks night or something like that? Yeah. What's Advocar made out of? Broken dreams. And but so you I'm know sure where... that's got an element in it that you can't. Once you open it, you got to consume it after a certain time. Oh, uh, I think you're right. Is it made of avocados? Because I know you're a fan. I, uh, Dan, are you a fan of avocados? No, smashed no. avocado on toast. No, I'm, I'm absolutely ambivalent towards avocados. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I said that. There's, there's your big word for the week. There, it feels mm. like, that, and you wasted yeah. it early, Dan. Well, don't worry, I've got plenty more in the bank. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've got, we've all got a good bank. Yeah. <laughs> there's a huge bank of comics that people can check out on our sponsor. Do you know? That? Yes, uh, I love this sponsor, Comic House. Yes, they've been with us for a few years now, and they are an indie comic marketplace based in the UK, but they love comics from all over the world. And much like us, they especially like small press and indie comics. If you go to comichouse.com, there's a huge selection of titles on their database. 
If you self-publish, you can list your book on there and it's another avenue to get your work out there and uh, maybe sell a few issues as well. They also have an app, which is amazing. More and more people should get involved in, in this because it's a great way to get your work out there to readers. Uh, there's a featured section. It's basically like Netflix for comics subscription service. Only £3 a month. I don't know what that works out to in uh, dollars or whatever other currency, but it's probably... 40,000 yen, isn't it? Yeah, it's going to be less than... <laughs> one issue of a monthly comic surely a uh, physical copy and you get for for that you get access to an enormous library of digital indie comics such as Dan we've got Glass City the story of a missing girl issue 2 SCR Superhuman Crime Investigators Volume 2 issue 1 Empty by Frank the Writer uh, Prey of Sins of Prey issue 1 I've got the cosplay at Doom the Earth issue three by uh, our friend Dan Harris, which is excellent. And we've got Pipe Creepers, The Last Homicide, The Macabre Hotel, and The Polar Paradox one and two, all by Frank the Writer. Quite, he's burning quite the uh, name for himself. In Who our, is uh, this man? He's, <laughs> could be Mil- Miller under a pen name. That'd be uh, yeah, that'd be good. Little shout out to Frank Miller. Nice. Your boy Frankie M. Frankie M. That sounds. Like <laughs> Someone like a pop star from the 80s. There must have been a pop star called Frankie M. Or an Italian from New York in the 50s. Did you fucking <laughs> see that rap on Twitter today? Oh, my God. I saw it. Fucking, I couldn't watch oh, it. Mate. It was awful. Well, but, if you're kind of thinking, oh, it's a bit cold in the house, and you think, oh, the bill's quite pricey. I don't want to turn the heating on. Just yeah. watch that. Your fucking face would be glowing red. Yeah, if you want to... There's <laughs> another one. Terrible. Another one that's good for that is Neil Gaiman when he's on uh, Desert Island Discs. That'll make you cringe, though, and go a bit red. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't so know who he, the rapper is. There's a rapper rapping alongside uh, what do you call it, brother? Corbin's brother. Yeah, Piers. It's all about anti-vaxxing and stuff, and it's just the fucking. I'm so, surprised Piers hasn't got a fucking record deal. Look, that. enough of all this yeah. political nonsense. We don't, people don't come here for this shite. No, they, they come here for other shite. <laughs> exactly, and there's plenty of shite to come. Eggnog. But um, <laughs> but before we get on that shite. Go to comichouse.com, find out more about yes. the 14-day free yeah, trial, yeah, yeah. and uh, dive headfirst into the amazing world of comics that we talk about every week. And thank you again to Pete and the Comic House crew. Cheers, and, Pete. Uh, yeah, for thanks for another year of uh, sponsoring the a- ACP. Yeah. yeah. Long When's day, it up uh, again? Well, he always sends us a present when we renew, doesn't he? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that just got called out. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but no... Um, we're every year we seem to sort of mix up the way we're doing sort of phase of the year. We we did yeah. They were like Oscars in some kind of way at the beginning, weren't they? Different categories. I've become and, slightly uh, disillusioned with best game. of 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 late, and I think um, the way we're doing it now, just going with our favourites as many yeah. as many comics as we read every year. We don't read them all. Yeah. And there's a yeah. lot of lists out there that are fucking sorely missing. If you're talking yeah. best of the year, there's a few that are sorely missing. Some of the amazing comics come out this year. Yeah. And a number of which are uh, later. So I think this is the also, best way to go. If you run a system that's based on how many people email and email in, <laughs> say, I think that system could have some flaws. Yes, I think there's a chance. Yeah, yeah. There's chance. at least one title on one list I saw that I think has sold less copies than it got votes. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but like I said, this, I always feel like the top ten. I don't mind reading the top ten. I've got nothing against them, but I always feel like they're excludatory because I would pick most of the comics I've read throughout the year because most of them are absolutely great, but. Yeah, this is just like picking out a few absolute gems that maybe you might not have picked up, but yeah, that we really enjoyed. I think yeah. over the last couple of years as well, because we had that pause in production, didn't we? Um, mm. Last year, I think definitely over the last couple of years, a lot of people have gone back to the well and started reading a lot of old comics as well. Yeah, I yeah, think, you know, which is good. Yeah, 
Yeah, it's certainly been an interesting time for comics over the past couple of years. Um, I don't know about you guys. I've gone back to like stuff which I used to read and thought, well, like one that's, that jumps out at me, you know, the Terminator miniseries that yeah. went out from Dark Horse. I was like, I really fancy getting that and I'll, I'll put it, I got it for a birthday gift. Uh, oh, nice. I really, what was the artist, the barbed wire artist? Is that the, the Chris Warner one? That's the one, yeah. Uh, oh, I was like, oh, fucking Jim. Mentioned his name more than uh, a lot of artists this year. Barbed wire, there's a cracking film. Right. Pan Anderson. Oh, God. Um, she's she's been in a few films. That's a bit, I've seen one, I've seen a wedding video. The uh, that's um that's another fucking example. The barbed wire film is a bit like that Viz quote that we were talking about earlier is what happens at the end of a porn film. Yeah. yeah. Did I have a cuddle or something? I haven't got a clue. <laughs> Not a clue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Tony and Vince, you got your uh, Christmas presents. Yes. Yes. Um, Thank yes. you. We got the, enjoying got that the yearly. Yes, the Viz annual. Um, I've forgotten what it's called this year. The so, Copper's Torch or something like that. The old eight batteries. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I haven't dived into it properly, but I immediately opened it up to read some of the letters and uh, immediately got a laugh. Yeah. There's um, some of my favourite bits. The letters. Yeah. Next year, safely next year nestled under the tree. Yeah. My favourite one is, is my favourite one is Bend Over. He's a UFOologist, isn't he? He goes looking for UFOs. Bend Over. Uh-huh. <laughs> we've got to try and get someone on from Viz yes yeah, yeah, let's next, do it. Ne- next yeah. year we'll, we'll yeah. see if we can achieve that <laughs> but we've had, a, we've had a good year of some lovely guests this year mm. so th- yeah thank you to, to everyone this is also as well as our faves this is one of our because next week is is us just having a laugh isn't it the and quiz having, yeah. having, having a bit of fun um, title defence yeah so this is Almost the final proper show of the year, in, in a way, isn't it? Before you, got, you boys going to start giving it large on the internet this week? No. No? No. I think I might. Yeah, go for it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> really, Dan? The two people we're going up against, they're absolute titans. So They're not They're not lightweights, are they? Well, nobody's no. been a lightweight so far, have they? Yeah. They're no. right, boys. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 I'm taking yeah. bets. Yeah, me and Vince have smoked their ruins down on the mountaintop, though, so we're, we're all right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love that. Yeah, nice. Um, <laughs> I, want, I want you two to start doing um, exercise videos underneath waterfalls and shit like that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Like the best, is it the best of the best? They do that, don't they? Yeah. 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 They do that, yeah. Me and Dan are going to be in a barn somewhere punching each other's meat. Isn't that, is yeah. that, is yeah. that what you do? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know. I found out. I've... Um, I got addicted to the um, the Toy Galaxy YouTube channel. Yeah, I really like those videos. I've just been yeah. going through all of them. I did not know that one of the ones I watched was like terrible um, action figures. Number one was, of course, the Punisher that turns into a gun. And oh, he's got like a dick missile. He's got a dick missile. <laughs> yeah, very strange that. Um, but I didn't know there was another toy that was um, part of the Rocky series, but it's actually just the, <laughs> the piece of meat that he fucked. He trades right. against. As a toy manufacturer, what makes you think? Yeah, like a sta- it's like it's not like a something that comes with a figure. It's on its own. It has its own packaging, and it's just called the meat. The meat. It's probably like one of those things that's ridiculously expensive now. If you wanted probably. to get hold of it, because no one fucking yeah, bought it. Probably. You could get a uh, Rocky GI Joe action figure. He joined GI Joe. There you go. Oh, did he? We all have. Fat fans. Yeah. 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 Everyone has. They're essentially like the Avengers, aren't they? Everyone's an Avenger at some point. Everyone's an Avenger. Uh, (laughs) But not everyone uh, makes it onto our faves of the year. Hey, Uh, slick. 
But even if you didn't, um, if we talked about it on this show, then you obviously know um, that we absolutely loved a lot of comics, as always, this year. You may hear some... Uh, um, well, you will hear some titles that we've talked about before. We're just going to revisit them, big them up a bit more, and just talk about how much we love them. And that's what it is. So this Should is, we um, do the old one... We do one each and then move around. Do you want to say yeah. your titles from the top, or should we just reveal no, them? I, I, one each as we go along. Yeah, through. yeah. I think, okay. I think the, the listeners can discover them as we go. Okay. Um, even though... And we'll leave internally we mention to the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Internally, we know what we've picked, but... Um, yeah, so... Um, who you heard, Tony? You heard. Um, what what order should we first. do it in? Yeah, go on. You go first, feed Go on. Yeah. Oh, you sure? Okay. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, um, my yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, my my first pick is a book that I've talked about um a few times. It will be uh, no surprise. I, I expect a lot of my picks won't be surprises to anyone. Um, it's a book that I've talked about a few times on this show that when people bring it up I'm like yeah that's one of my favourite books of the year that's one of you know every time and this is Hauntings by Lise April Amelia or Lise Richardson she was at the time Um, this is a collection of Nine Lessons and Hauntings is the actual um, full title it's a collection of short autobiographical ghost story comics about living walking and running in and around the city of Bath Um, which is a lot of people know I live near and work. Is that a city? Oh yeah, baby. Mm. Why don't you? Do you think that um, England only has one city and that's London? No, except there's Birmingham as well. <laughs> there's Birmingham as well. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was like a hamlet, or something yeah. like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, it's like <laughs> yeah, you step outside London, and all of a sudden it's just like the Wild West. There's nothing for miles. No, it's just like old uh, old creatures, great and small, outside London. That's what it's yeah. like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or Emmerdale Morse um, Morse <laughs> um, but Hauntings though this came out um, earlier this year it was um, something that was part of Lisa's um, Patreon um, she was like a, posting a, a page at a, a time and uh, we, I was just absolutely loving it and those that were part of the Patreon she, when she got it printed the people that supported her got the book and then afterwards, she put it out on a shop. I think she sold out of the books all now, but you can get it on Gumroad, a digital version, because um, she she didn't release a digital version straight away. I don't think. I think there was a bit of time before then. But Hauntings itself is several sort of short, um, beautifully illustrated, quite sort of a uh, poetic autobiographical tales. They're not not sort of linked in any way, but it and they're different in sort of style and tone. But all of them are very much haunting. Uh, in their own way I mean one of them is called the 13th stone and uh, there's a running theme of uh, taking a dog for a walk and discovering weirdness or being freaked out by stuff Um, have you ever had that Tony like you uh, when you've uh, walked the dog like there's something out the corner of your eye and you're like what fuck's that you know those weird moments surely you've had that um there's a car park near me that's enough that's a different kind Uh... of uh, right If ever Tony says there's a car park near me, stop the story. Yeah, it's nice though because they let you know when they're driving off because they flash their lights. Yeah, so. <laughs> <laughs> different kind of dog. Um, <laughs> but like, like, um, like the the tale that the Thirteenth Stone is is literally uh, during a blazing hot summer, 
walking through a, a field and there's there's strange stones in the middle of nowhere there's no one around and like she keeps thinking that there's someone in the distance but when she gets closer it's another stone and it's it's all very strange there's, there's definitely a sort of like folklore folk horror um vibe to it the artwork is absolutely stunning and beautiful from page to page um it has been gratifying to see um you know because we're we're still a bubble within a bubble we're a small little show but it's, it's lovely to see how many people have cottoned on to this book and absolutely love it like from all over the world i know um i know cliff cumber is a big fan of it and um lo- lots of our listeners and stuff have, have checked this out and thoroughly it, it just um i think it says a lot for a book books can make you um obviously think about things they can you know you can get entertainment out of them but to really be evocative of a f- like a feeling of like true sort of like not being uncomfortable but that that real moment of you know what that feeling is that the, that the creator is trying to emphasize within these stories um and one of them brilliantly was just walk, walking the dog at nights beautiful views of bath um lit up and uh she calls calls back to she got the dog's got like a light on the collar so when you're walking at night and she she calls the dog and the dog approaches she sees the light in the distance and she calls the dog forward and the dog approaches her and the light's still there in the distance which is a little bit creepy so she's and it's but so she she doesn't look back again ghost dog yeah there's lots of uh, weirdness i don't want to you really kind of do have to see it for yourself this sort of thing and every single page could be a postcard could be a print could be anything um lisa's work is some of my favorites i've you know um she's got postcards and and all kinds available um com is where you can get the um digital edition of hauntings um and it's 96 pages it's um it's a lovely sort of a square type book that um square sized book that totally inspired me to pick that sort of uh, book for when i did when i eventually did black and uh, i like that sort of format for books it, it it's printed really nicely anyone who's got a copy of it it's just it's a beautiful little um book and i hope to see more like this because um i know lisa's um she's doing some recipe stuff at the moment i think cookery type things but I could put, I could post any page, a picture of any page of of this book, and people would go, "Wow, that's beautiful and lovely." Um, so it went straight to the. I've reread it several times as well. And for me, that says a lot because I don't always reread a lot of stuff, even if I really love it. Um, but beautiful stuff. It's also a great book um, to give to people who aren't necessarily comic book readers. Um, or or people that love the medium as much as we do, I think it's it's got it. It, it travels really well in the way that like follow me in and stuff like that is. You know, it goes beyond the the boundaries of of this medium we love. I think um, I could give this to any one of my family, and I'm pretty much guaranteed that they're going to enjoy it and they'll enjoy reading it. And I think that that's what that's what a recommendation is all about, really. So hauntings, um, the highest of recommendations for me to kick us off. Um, so I don't think Lisa's Patreon's available at the moment, but c- certainly 
leaseaprilamelia.gumroad.com. She's also available on Twitter, leaseaprilamelia. Um, at the moment, she's leased but on skis. So I believe she's um, back in Finland at the moment. Awesome. All right. I could be wrong. Okay. But yes, so that one's my one. Thoroughly, thoroughly recommended. If the print available is not, it was. It's not available anymore. So us lucky people that do have it, it is it is a very limited sort of book. But the digital's there, and you can still still enjoy it. So thoroughly, get out, go and check it out. That's my first one. Who's going next? D-Man, do you uh, want to go next? Yeah, I'll go first. Uh, this is one we mentioned earlier in the year. Vince read it one week, and then I picked it up the next week, and I was quite deeply affected by it, if I'm honest. And it was uh, As Before, So Behind, uh, story oh, wow. and art by Ted Clausen. And uh, I'll read you the blurb at the start of the book. <clears throat> uh, in November t- 2017, my spouse and I lost our infant son shortly following his birth due to complications during labour. In the wake of this tragedy and as an attempt to process what happened, I began to write a narrative that I hoped might give context, rescue fragile details from fading memory, and allow me to speak to my son my last time. The initial attempt to this work appeared in the first ever print issue of the NIB, as well as on their website. Due to space considerations in the print run, the work was greatly truncated, and I've since pursued a longer edit, adding other avenues of thought, extended the language of the piece, and given moments I felt required further contemplation and more breathing room. What follows is an attempt to speak to the living as well as the dead. And in the comic, <clears throat> Ted uh, relives and contemplates the moment, uh, the whole event around him and his wife losing their infant son days after, or maybe hours after uh, uh, he's born. And mm. it's absolutely heartbreaking. Uh, they, before the story, they, they kind of get into it, they go to like this artist retreat, which is, uh, situated in a certain part of uh, Wissacat. Well, I'm not sure where that is in the States, but essentially right outside where the arts retreat is, there's there's a kind of a buffer of sand and uh, vegetation and the tidal flow at two points during the day uh, becomes even on each side of this, this landmass and the water goes absolutely still for a certain time. And all the, the, the youths and the, the people that go to the centre go around at that time, make videos and do paintings, whatever. And this sort of becomes a metaphor for how uh, Ted begins to deal with like the, the loss of his son and this moment of him being in between two two forces and he's, he's kind of lost. He doesn't know what to do with himself. And it's really emotive. I, I kind of feel sad even going over it now, but... Uh, yeah it's such a, a great comic i mean the art in some places is quite perfunctory and not like totally on point uh and other places just absolutely it is what it needs to be but it's it's definitely worth a read and it's one that, that stuck with me when we first read it and you first recommended vince yeah. and it's still got that power over me now when i've reread it so i remember yeah. um this you know because when i when i found this i think it was just on a Comicsology, you know, the, it it was a cheap price, wasn't it? It's an absolute steal for what it is. Um, mm. It had a beautiful cover, and reading it, um, it's it's rare that that I felt like this. And I have no, you know, I'm I'm not I'm not a parent or anything, but the power of the emotion and stuff. I think this is a, a very important book. I think mm. um, for a lot of people, and to to know, like, I know when I talk about it, but then the fact that. You know, you it, it got to you as well, and I know what you mean. That it is a real. It, there's a sadness to it, 
Um, but there's also a lot of beauty in a lot of way, mm. the way the way yeah. he sort of told this told this tale. Um, I it, mean, it feels like a heal. It's it's almost it feels like a healing book, and and you're there. You know, you can. It feels like a, a very personal thing that we're very privileged to be able to read. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. Yeah, mm. he's kind of sharing as a as a kind of act to kind of not draw a line under it, but just like voice the the feelings and hopefully move on. I mean, one of the last lines, it's like, "I'll, I'll, I'll meet you by the river" or something at the end. Uh, I'll wait for you by the river, mm. and uh, it's yeah it's it's tough i mean you're you listening to this you know that comics can do so much more than biff pal superheroes yeah and this is like a a, a a great example of the kind of uh the medium doing this kind of thing uh it can be as this as powerful as a a, a book or a, or a film it's yeah 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 this this much. is the power of autobiographical comics as well isn't it it's uh it's not a. It do, it doesn't feel in any way attached to ego. It's not. There's nothing. Anything like this is. This is an experience that, as again, you know, um, we're very privileged to get a window into someone's life to be that honest, mm. um, and to then look at it. You know, obviously, it says a lot about the creator as well to do a piece of work like this, which must have been. Oh, I can't imagine. Do I, mean, I can I can do it. I don't think I'm sure enough to do that. I yeah. just can do it. But but to do that as a sort of um, almost I guess a healing or a therapy in a way, but then to revisit it and explore it more. Um, there there's few people that could do that. I think. I think that's generally the case. Like with a lot of the autobio mm. stuff, like um, I guess it depends on the type of person. If you yeah. wanted to keep a diary for people to read or you're interested in sharing your life you know like people used to do i'm not sure they still do like video blogs where they blog every day telling them telling a, a sort of a faceless audience what they're doing i just find that utterly alien yeah but again if it's just the kind of thing you want to do man you, yeah. you it's go got a it. message i don't mind i think there's a yeah. lot of stuff out there that's not on christ really yeah. boring. Uh, i think I if, you, out, if you've got something to say yeah that's the point of it isn't it yeah yeah, yeah. and with so this i went book, out and had some this, chips yeah, yeah. This, so this book, yeah. It, it's it's a father talking to his son isn't it that's mm. what he's, yes. he's communicating yeah. with with his son and um yeah no uh, it's yeah totally so good. uh yeah I'd, I'd go check it out so that's uh as before say behind by ted clausen yeah um i think it's available i mean i got it on comiXology but um definitely look up ted clausen and i did see i, did, I couldn't see any print versions the the one on comiXology is still there so uh yeah yeah that's there yeah Tony? Okay, Tony. That's that's not in the new Viz annual, is it? Jesus. <laughs> 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 I, I had to lighten the mood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We, can, we can swing yeah. to... Uh, oh, yeah. oh like, these lists, are, these lists are full of all kinds of things, you know. That's the beauty of an no, awesome, no awesome list. Yeah, no. We start so, start with the, the heavy ones and then you bring it up. Yeah. Okay, okay. That's what she said. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you if you hold it, there's a weight to it, right? Um, <laughs> mine. Uh, <laughs> That's what the defendant said, my lord. Yeah. Yes, yeah. <laughs> Policeman's torch, right? Um, mine is um, a book by a creator who I, for many years, just sort of, um, I thought was just the comics equivalent of prog rock, folk rock. You know, I just thought he's this fucking poncy bloke mm. who used to hang about with a lot of Neil Gaiman, and I'm not a big Neil Gaiman fan, but after reading um, Black Dog 
the dreams of Paul Nash. So my head was utterly turned by this person, and, and I was waiting for this book to come out um, with Baker Breast and legged it, legged it into town to buy a copy. Got there early, and and then basically took it to a coffee shop nearby and read it straight away. And that's Raptor. Um, it's actually the, the proper name of it is Raptor, a so-called graphic graphic novel by Dave McKean. It's 126 pages, straight 15 plus on Comicsology. I'm still not sure why that is. Whoa, yeah, that's a bit weird. Um, it was released in July this year. Um, it's a story that runs between two. I showed you some of the pages of the sort of post-apocalyptic yes. science fiction element of it, which it opens yeah. on. Um, it, it flips between two areas. It flips between that, which is in the future, and this man has this hawk, which can change size and is used to attack these monsters that are attacking society. Uh, in, in Dave McKean's typical beautiful drawings, just you know, just breathtakingly, the ability he has to sort of portray mood and, and design and um, moments of time on a page is, is just awe-inspiring to me. I absolutely love it. And the other side of the story is about um, the Arthur. He's actually a writer called Arthur Mackin. He actually he was a writer in Wales in the nineteen, I think, early nineteen hundreds. Um, and he wrote. I um, mean, I suppose he's best known for the folk horror book, The Great God Pan. If you've heard of that. Um, no, no. Yeah, he's he's a sort of Lovecraftian kind of writer, but a bit more leaning towards rural horror. But in this, this is about him. McKean was um, was um, fascinated by him in the making of this book, and he um, based one half of the story on him. And Macken's wife died, and he was he was sort of exploring the mystical side of, you know, like we used to see in the, the Devil Rides Out and those sort of Hammer horror films. You know, that sort of interested in satanism and mysticism that was going on amongst the sort of middle and upper classes of the time and he explores that but in the future he's also writing a book about it and he's writing a book about his experiences and his feelings and having lost his wife and stuff and in the future this character Sokol who's the future character the man with his fork he discovers this book and reads it and there's this really interesting intertwining of um, the two narratives Um, now um, McKean there's at least three different styles of art in this. There's a sort of very, it is actual painting, sort of representative painting, which I suppose if, if you're aware of his work on the covers of the Sandman that he used to do, um, it's very similar to that. Um, there's this much sharper, um, almost, almost like early punch cartooning that goes on with the Arthur Macken style character with very sort of flat gray colors. Um, McKean himself said he doesn't like coloring people or things as they should be colours. He likes to use other colours, which is quite interesting. Okay. Um, and then there's this really um, mist-filled and um, bleak but beautiful barren landscape that he uses in the future setting. And there's a couple of points where he walks through these sort of dead forests and just, honestly, it just blew my mind when I picked this book up. I sat there, um, I was meeting um, Cliff and Falpi actually that day, and I got there early just to read this book because I knew they'd be sort of, into town by about half 11 12 but i thought i'm gonna to get to the shop early buy the book and read it and um we all then went back into the shop and um i bought cliff a copy because i thought he'd appreciate it um but yeah just it, it, it tackles a lot of things there's a lot of things going on in it typically of dave mckean um and um we the previous book we had from him was um black dog which was a story of paul nash who was an artist during the first world war the great war and um and he and it was a it was a description of what he thought Paul Nash's dreams were about. and But then we got this five-year gap. And the reason for that five-year gap was there was a book he made. Um, I think it's called something like The Boy in the Library. 
that there was something like a Twitter storm about um, cultural appropriation or something about it, and it oh, never okay. came out. So this book that we were sort of long awaited for um, was take a McKean book, who I'm who I love. The so book they, was taken a book stopped coming out, and no one had actually seen it. Yeah, exactly. That was the point I was going to make, man. Yeah, nobody saw yeah. it, which I think is very unfair. And I don't think if there was ever a, an insensitive man in this world, it's not Dave McKean, you know, yeah. insensitive to people's feelings. But it, so we never got that book. So consequently, I had this five years of sitting there waiting for this new book to, to come out. And it's interesting because Sokol, who is this character, this future character, he wears a sort of, it's almost like his face almost looks like an owl. He wears his sort of blank eyed, this blank eyed mask. And he, he, he wanders the countryside with this hawk that defeats monsters. Um, it's apparently somebody that McKean is going to go back to and he's going to continue um, and use it as this, perhaps as this sort of two pronged story with having the past as one character and having the future as this so-called character and somehow them intertwining. But honestly, there's a couple of double page spreads in this that you go fucking hell. Oh, it's just absolutely breathtaking. Yeah. There's some moments that deal with a lot of trauma, um, a lot of PTSD, a lot of, um, People who've lost um, close family members and stuff like that. There's a th- he, he introduced me to a phrase. I'm just trying to find it now. Called is it apophonia? Apophonia, which is um, this really interesting theory about um, the joining of two theories, the, the, the sudden realization of something through seeing something else. And um, I thought, wow, that's that's pretty incredible. Yeah, the way he describes that. Um, he, I, I, I really like him because I did quite a lot of work on this one because there's a I did. Um, I did it for Mega City Book Club, which is coming out uh, next year sometime with with Eamon. And we did, we uh, as with anything you do with Eamon, you do lots of research. And um, there's a lot of quotes, but the one thing you do get from McKean is you realise that um, his first love and his only love is comics. You know, he does like film, he does like music, but he always keeps coming back to comics. And he says it's the one place where storytelling to him is the most important part of it. And um, I hope he keeps going because these are just absolutely incredible. I mean, I, I really do enjoy his work that he does himself. And there is a self-indulgent element to it, but I just, I'm just utterly infatuated with this book. It's just one of my favourite things I've read for a long time. And uh, yeah, have a, have a look for it. It's out of Dark Horse. It's a sort of, it's like a BD format kind of soft cover, um, that sort of size with French flaps. I know you're a fan, Vince, of the French <laughs> flap. Uh, it's, uh, it's only 24.99. So that's pretty good um, at Dark Horse. I think I think they're also just about to reprint Black Dog as well, which is, is mind-blowing, just brilliant. Yeah, so look for that. It's, uh, my first choice is Raptor, a so-called graphic novel from David McKean. There you go. Nice. Yeah, okay. sounds great, man. Time for the, se- the second round. And uh, to kick us off, I'm just going to start with this. Every now and then, a classic, groundbreaking universally loved martial arts masterpiece comes along enthralling the world and redefining the genre stories like fist of fury drunken master the 36 chamber of shaolin and many many more snake claws is definitely not one of those <laughs> and uh, that <laughs> that is from the back cover of volume one of snake claws by edison neo um, a title that I discovered this year, I think, on Comicsology, absolutely loved. Um, got all of the issues. Um, went for the Kickstarter. Got the got the trade. You know, I just and Edison's obviously been on the show. Yeah, absolutely. His work's just coming on leaps and bounds. I mean, if you see the stuff he's doing now, no brainer three he's doing, isn't he? Yeah, 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 it's just yeah. 
Yes, amazing stuff. Absolutely, you know, it it was truly this year was like discovering one of my uh, fave creators, um, and it's purely because uh, of, of Snake Claws, which was, I think, a, a lot of my picks for this year when it was like my phase of the year. It's like, you know, with, with the world being what it is, come on, we've got to enjoy. There's got to be fun. You know, there's nothing wrong with some fun comics. Um, mm. Snake Claws is a massive example of that. Obviously, we have talked about martial arts comics and kick-ass stuff like that on on the show many times before, and this one very much wears its heart on its sleeve, um, treats the genre with respect. This is done by someone who knows <laughs> knows all of the movies that that they're referencing or they're sort of influenced by and stuff. It's- the story of the bad guy, isn't it? Essentially, yes, yes. As the book yeah. says, it's a follow the path of the villainous Snake Claws, an arrogant, ruthless, and highly insecure pugilist. After committing the ultimate travesty by massacring and abandoning his own scorpion sect, he goes on the search for more power. Not only do the consequences of his actions begin to catch up with him, his impulsiveness also leads him to the step on the toes of the cunning Lizard Queen, the influence editor in chief, the influential editor in chief of the best-selling magazine in the realm, the Fine Pugilism Digest. Um, yeah, it is. It's it's the villain. It, you're following the villain. Snake Claws is an absolute bastard, and in every issue, <laughs> someone wants to fight him or try and kill him, um, and. Uh, He's all about like the forbidden manual and and using all of these different sort of martial arts techniques, and it's just. Th- th- I think it takes it is it's a six issue series, and I've got the the lovely sort of trade of it. But I think it takes about three issues before it, it decides to put the brakes on to sort of develop you know, yeah. you know a bit of backstory because it's just yeah. full on just that's fighting. fine by me yeah. yeah yeah it's just he's there and people are like snake claws you bastard fight me and he's like oh god you know I'm gonna kill you don't you. And 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 then the, there's a fight on a moving train. There's a fight. He fights a load of ninjas on a boat. Um, he, he just he fights on an icy lake um, in a bar. You know, there's a, there's a sort of a what was it a, a battle at the drunken prawn. All of the t- uh, chapters as well have fabulous titles that sound like martial arts movies. Like. Uh, and they and their covers all look like martial arts covers as well. That was what sort of dragged me in. Like book one, the thirteen carriages of death. I mean, that sounds like a, <laughs> you know, that's a VHS or a film we've watched at yeah. like two o'clock in the morning. That's a martial arts film. The Forbidden Manual. Um, what's the? There's another one here. Uh, what's the next one? Oh, the Frostbite Immortal and one of the best ones. One of the best. Rumble at the Drunken Prawn. Yeah, yeah that's great time. <laughs> you know, there's that thing about manuals. There's definitely it's in obviously it's in this Edison Neo's work, but like that popped up in films a lot. It must yeah, have been the, a thing, thing. the finger manual and all that sort of thing is a big yeah, thing. So yeah, I yeah. wonder why that must have been a, a, a real thing, if you know what I mean. Like for yeah. them to kind of pre, like feature heavily. So I presume people, practitioners must have like documented what they were doing in a book of sorts to kind of pass down. I don't know. Why would you? Why would you document that? I, well, yeah, I, I think that is that is right. That's where, yeah. I mean, Bruce Lee did it, didn't he? Yeah, it's one of those. I've perfected it, and now this is how you can do it. It's that sort. But of no, thing. but like back in the day, you wouldn't want other people to know how no. you did it because that's why people are after those your manual, as it were, because that's where I suppose because there was a lot of schools, weren't there? They, they, yeah. You know, they, the schools would fight each other. I suppose. Yeah. You know, yeah. Um, I guess it's like trade secrets. Like yeah. this is what you yeah. do. And this, this... Weird because you you could go down the shop and buy a book a book on boxing, but it doesn't mean you. No, <laughs> you're ready yeah. to take you on. Know. No, totally, totally. 
and this 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 book like takes that sort of idea and completely runs with it and it's it's interesting because it is from the villain's perspective but it's also a world where no one's really completely black and white yeah i mean like like it it ends up being villains taking on villains because it's just you know and and towards the end you're Snake Claws is the hero of the story, even though he's the villain. It's it's very interesting, but Edison's um, artwork is phenomenal. Like the the pacing, I love the. But it's the sense of humour in his work as well, which really got me. It's almost it's a very British sense of humour, sense you know, sort of mindset to just the yeah. the satire and the, and the quick wit. This is, book is full of wit, whether it's like coming up with brilliant names for martial art moves like the maximum tenderizer <laughs> when uh edison came on i really got that kind of sense from him that he's kind of uh, he really knows knows his onions yeah. in regards to all that stuff he's yeah. very very yeah. clued in yeah because like things like when you're using like uh humor in the the sort of um you know like a martial arts type book if you're using humor if you don't do it right you come across like you're patronizing something that yes you're to pay definitely to. yeah but this this doesn't this is this is told with love and it's very easy to spot a faker as it were yeah yeah there's a lot of hardcore martial arts movies fans out there as well oh well cool, tony yeah. esmond's one of them yeah so you know this was a yeah. i love all that stuff like throwing out their, their, their they say their name and the move when they do it mm. <laughs> yeah. yeah 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 oh and there's a hot there's a splash page of him heading towards the the floor with three people for the dung beetle death drop which, I don't know about you, but it sounds like it hurts. I saw a girl do that once in a club. <laughs> yeah. there's, there's one martial arts film, and I can't remember, it might be a Shaw Brothers one, but someone's got a technique called the Shadowless Kick, and that fucking name is brilliant. Yeah, that's a great. Because oh, that, 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 that just fucking tells you everything you need to know. Name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just bought that Shaw Brothers, the, the Origins issue. You know, they're releasing all their films in a, a box yes. set. Yeah, yeah fucking mm-hmm. hell. Yeah. That, didn't he get recently that Jewel to the Death? Yes, that's amazing. Man. That's yeah. fucking what amazing. A film. Yeah. The ending to that is just like you walk away thinking, "Fucking hell!" Yeah, it start. The, it begins to go like totally haywire when he's confronted by that giant ninja that yeah. just turns out to be a load of ninjas all standing on each other's shoulders, but just looks like a giant man. Yeah, yeah, fucking yeah. mental. Like, what's going on here? One, one of the extra thing, if you if you get the um, trade of Snake Claws, um, as well as the issues, he put some back matter in the book. Um, like which were uh, like some adverts and some bits from the actual sort of pugilism digest that is um, basically like a martial arts newspaper, which is quite important to the story. And, you know, there are prose pieces. He's definitely wrote these interviews and stuff. So there's so much more to this book, as well as a glossary of moves at the back, Um, such as the dire wolf punch, which is a flying punch, but in order to do it, you must own a wolf. (laughs) <laughs> uh, um, there's the fist of doom which is a heavy flying punch user's fist must contact the opponent at the speed of at least 50 kilometers an hour <laughs> or snake devours chicken wings slice both arms of opponents off must be done with a bladed fan name of the user must contain the word snake <laughs> <laughs> um, it's just great I absolutely love it. snake claws is you know, I hope to see that character again one day. I know, obviously, he's doing No Brainer, which is a fantastic anthology series mm-hmm. as well. Um, but I'd like to see that uh, at some point the, the story go on and on because it was it was a it was a credit just having fun making comics, and it definitely showed in the series, um, which mm-hmm. is probably why I talked about. I think I talked about most of the issues 
Didn't I don't know why he hasn't been picked up. You know, there's got to be yeah. Yeah, or someone. Be. Yes. I'll be all over that. If someone I needs to, to see this. And yeah. Like, I know he's um he's been hired for a, a Kickstarter called Tights. It's a superhero um, series. Okay. Um, which is his next one. But um, yes, um, there'll be a link in the show notes for Edison's sort of um, Twitter and also his shop and everything. Definitely um, check it for check it out because um, love is working. We're, we're, we're going to talk about it more in the future, I know. So Snake Claws, um, ep- uh, volume one by Edison Neer. That's my second one. Nice one. Uh, on to myself. I only spoke about this title a few weeks ago because I finally managed to pick up the book uh, Thought Bubble, even though I'd read uh, some of the stories before, and it's Vicious Creatures by Sarah Gordon, yes. uh, Nine Towers of Woe and Misadventure. Uh, and it's one of those evergreen subjects that this comes around uh, over and over, and it's that sort of folk horror, uh, yeah. which just uh, when it's done right, I just can't get enough of it. I love it. It's just so well done. And uh, Sarah's book, there's nine tales in each one. Some are modern day, some are set in the past. And she just gets it right. It's just so right. Some of them are genuinely chilling. There's one where uh, there's like a kind of two uh, art, student artists the story starts off with. And it sort of tracks them as their kind of careers go somewhere and the, the main characters doesn't. And they end up with like an East London art show. And I've been to things like that. And it's like, Sarah's been here. This is really well observed. Like, <laughs> the people you get there, they're, uh, yeah, okay, just, yeah. they're just like this. And uh, I, I just really enjoyed it. I've, I've Subsequently, foolishly, I, I lent my copy out to someone I work with. So I won't be seeing that till next year. So I can't go back and, and, and revisit it. But uh, I, I loved it. And she did a, a fantastic sketch at the... Front of it, I, I feel like we're rehashing relatively new old ground. Yeah, mine's we very spoke new. About yeah, we already spoke about this a couple of weeks on the show, but uh, I, I implore you if you kind of like that kind of stuff, mm. you will not go wrong with uh, Sarah's work. It's really yeah, well I mean, done, this really is accomplished. One that um, uh, once again uh, crosses the board um, in terms of introducing it to other people. It's one of the yeah. books, one of the books I picked up that I know um Joe who isn't doesn't read graphic novels as much as I do. She's she's been looking through it and reading it and loving it. So it's um yeah. You might be able to get a copy in time for Christmas. Uh, Sarah's got a, a gumroad shop that she's selling yeah. the physical copy might of. Just be all right, mightn't you? Yeah. It might just be all right. Yeah. If you order it on the Monday this comes out which is the 20th of December. Yeah. Yeah. It might be all right. But um yeah. And just just a wonderful creator as well. I think was it this year we spoke to her as well, didn't we? I think that was it. I spoke. I think I spoke to a thought bubble. Was it last year? Oh, we did a thought bubble one with her, didn't we? Yeah, yeah. I spoke to yeah. a thought bubble. Uh, yeah. God, it's just I just absolutely lose it after a week or two of this show. I, I can't remember when. <laughs> yeah, to when. Yeah, yeah. When I was looking back in the list of things that we had, people we talked to and things we talked about, I was like, Jesus, that was this year. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. it's been an odd one. Yeah. There doesn't seem to be many things to sort of yeah. punctuate it for me. Yeah. It... Which story in the book freaked you out the most, Dan? For me, it was the um, the rat one in the the woman yeah. in the sewers. Oh. That's really. That, I think that's the first one. Yeah, uh, I, I quite like the one where the the there's a chap who falls in love with a ghost and oh, and he the... keeps going back to the attic to see her. And yeah, oh god, yeah. It's oh, so... there's another one where. Uh, this guy goes on a bat watching uh, night out, and from the moment he goes on it, you're screaming at the page like, "Do not go! You're going to get fucked! This is just so wrong." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
Obviously, I wasn't screaming at the page saying that, yeah. but you can tell, like, <laughs> yeah. don't be doing this, mate. This is not right. But, yeah. It opens up like a tale, like a tales in the unexpected. The yeah, that, that's the like, thing. No, is it, it doesn't yeah. beat you over the head with like you know gore, and it, it, it's genuinely sort of chilling and, and creepy stories, isn't it? That yes, aren't, yeah. they aren't necessarily. They're not always about like, oh, this person's going to die, or this. It's just some, sometimes they're very. It can be hard to, to conjure up that those feelings of sort of dread and and yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it's this what you don't show, and what it's all the build-up, isn't it? As mm. opposed to, oh look, here's the scary yeah. monster, which to me doesn't doesn't work for myself. But uh, yeah. yeah, fantastic, yeah. fantastic collection of books. I can't wait to see what Sarah comes up with next. Yeah, there you go. So that's the next one, Tony. Uh, mine is very quick because I only talked about this what three weeks ago, I think. Yeah. So mine's King of Spies issue one. I, I, I oh, forewarned man. everyone that it was going to be um, a choice of mine. Um, it's uh, Mark Miller uh, writing, Matteo Scalera on um, art, um, letters Clem Robbins, colourist Giovanni Nero, actually big shout out to the colourist on this as well. Hmm. Uh, Melina Mikulovic, design and production, Francis Mullen, editorial production design, Lucy Miller, CEO. Cover artist, Matteo Scalera. I got the, the cover, you didn't get that one, did you, Dan? I got the one of him. You got the one with the sort of blood uh, on the table. I got my one off of Eamon. Uh, yeah. Aim, uh, yeah, and yeah, I've got the one with the sort of the blood and stuff. I don't mind the cover. I know you prefer the second, your your version. Yeah, I've I kind of do. Too much that one. Yeah, it's nice. Um, Mark Chiarello uh, did one. Osgur Yildirim did the other. Um, yeah, it's the story of it's split into two. We get a flashback to I think Panama City uh, in 1990 of a spy doing what a spy does. You know, like a, a super spy falling off a building while firing guns, landing in an ambulance. Um, as a baby's coming out, um, shooting out off the umbilical cord using a gun, you know, just that sort of crazy thing. But then you get the, the flash forward to the to the present day, and you get this aged man, and um, he's got a big grey beard, and he's still involved in spying a little bit. He's still keeping his hand in with his badness, you know. He's shagging a married woman, and you know he's looking at himself in the mirror. But he begins to bleed. Um, he's coughing up blood a lot, um, and he he um, he ends up getting in a row with some. Sort of, I think they're like Russian gangsters, are they? Then I think mm. Russian. Yes, yeah, yeah. I think they're like up and coming, like new money, but they they fancy themselves a bit. Yeah, you know I mean? and yeah. Um, he has a bit of a seizure, but um, so he doesn't quite do. But at the end of it, he decides he's going to do something, um, mm. uh, which he partially does, and it sets him off the road on the road of doing something. And I tell you what, the last page um, of this by Scalera and by the colorist uh, Nero is one of the most beautiful pages I've seen in the comic mm. this year. It's just that. You know, there's clearly no knowledge of London whatsoever in, you know, yeah. in the of that. But uh, from an, uh, you know, um, it's got Big Ben, it's got the rain in London, it's got the grey skies, and it's got a taxi, and you know, running along the road. It's beautiful, utterly beautiful, and it speaks to the sort of which I think Miller does well because he did it with Starlight, didn't he? He speaks to the sort of the wilderness years of these characters and the, them as yeah. older men, um, yeah. and yeah. proving that you know the the old men of the past, and we we forget these men, you know, been through a lot, you know. Um, They've probably been to war, you know. They've done a yeah, lot, and he's yeah. he's got that knowledge to back up the fact that he's also just a vicious, pragmatic bastard, and he's going to go down a road. And I, I'm I'm just glued to it. I just can't wait to see the next one. And um, I'm just glad there's just a book that's just fun. It's just adventure. Yeah, it's real fun. Yeah, there's it's not, that scene when they're in the gentleman's club between yeah. the art and the writing. You can f- the they smell the smoke, the the leather yeah. on the armchairs. It's just really evocative of being in like a kind of a central London yeah. men's like drinking smoking club like they yeah. used to be. But yeah. They've they've been invaded by these kind of like people who don't know 
the and rules it, like it's a weird thing to say but the bit where he's with the married woman and mm. he's got a few extra pounds and she's kind of got a bit of a belly on her and it just seems very and it's not i mean it's not it's hyper reality isn't it but it just feels you feel it because it's it's done with a bit with a touch of reality here and there and um i'm just glad there's no there's no fucking mental link to universes you don't have to read 45 comics to understand what's going on mm. it's um it's a good length of a comic you know you get you bang for your buck um there's no push it up your nose agenda that I'm forced to read whilst enjoying a comic. And it's, it's by classic first issue as well. Like, yeah, he sets up so well. He does it so yeah. well with the first issue. And it's, it's by Milan. He knows what he's doing like that. You know, he mm. really does. And we've seen it before. We know what we're going to get. We're going to get that sort of vicious humor and, you know, that nonstop action and stuff. But I'm, I'm down for that. I really am. Um, just no bullshit, just good comics, and that's all I wanted. Yeah. And, um, it's really hit a nerve with me, this one. Again, another one I where I sat in a cafe and read it and just loved it. Yeah. I said I'm not interested in the voices that sort of moan and complain about stuff like this, so yeah. no no time for it. I just don't want to hear it. Yeah, yeah. yeah don't just... watch a Bond film if you don't like this. You know, it's that sort of thing. Yeah. yeah. And also, um, Scalera is just... Yeah, He's, fuck me. Miller fuck. knows how to choose him, that's the thing. Yeah. Yeah. He knows what he's doing, doesn't he? Yeah, he knows how that, to about it. The whole opening sequence is like the the opening season opening sequence to a Bond film. Like I want to say it on crack. Yeah. I know that's a lazy thing to fucking say, but it's yeah, fucking it, nuts. It's just absolutely off the chain. There's, there's the speed and energy in it. It's just yeah, yeah, the, it's, yeah. That the overly used word of frenetic, isn't it? It's just that it's sort just of movement, non-stop movement. movement. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. And plus, yeah. anyone who's like read Black Science and stuff knows that with that sort of action, Scalera can also convey emotion and uh, mm, quiet, yeah, the, quieter moments as and well. character, yeah, and personality. Yeah. And there's loads of that. And I mean, Black Science is brilliant. I, really, I only read the first, I think, three trades, but I really yeah. did enjoy what I, I need to need yeah. to get back to it. But this is more more based, you know, and it, yeah. it shows the fact that Scalera can do both. He can do yeah. stuff like this that is like mm. the Family Robinson in space with a twist, or he can do. You know, James Bond with a twist, and yeah. it, 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 both sides work. You know, and that's what that, that's what I like about this sort of pairing is like, it's not like Mark Miller's gone. Oh, you, you, he can do sci-fi. Let's do a sci-fi book with him. He's looked at the, you know, there's there's a definite brilliant artist. Brilliant artist can try anything. So let's try him on this. Sort of thing. And I know yeah. Scalera obviously has done lots of other things. He's done lots of work with Marvel and stuff as well, hasn't he? He's done yeah. Well, I'd be honest if he could out this. I, yeah, I, don't, I, mean, I probably won't watch it. I hope it's a TV series so they can both earn mm. money out of it and keep making comics, you know. Yeah. That's how I feel about Those, it. At the, uh, the, the talent just shines through. Like, that's yeah. what, what will keep a title going and interest in a topic. Yeah. How long Miller's been going now? Like, he just, he's doing yeah. he's doing it right. What can you yeah. say? Yeah. 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 My number two. Yeah. And uh, one... is that, are we done? All, we, have we both had two goes now, have we? Yes. Yes. Is it worth us doing some honourable mentions now? Do you think? I think that's a cracking idea, Tony. Yeah, we can do a or, couple. Or of just do <laughs> half of our honourable mentions or something. I don't know because I know we've yes. got a few, haven't we? Yeah. yeah. I've got a number. I think we've got one that we all pretty much share. Do you want to do that one, Tony? Yeah, fine. Do you want to intro with that one, babes? Because you, yeah, you read Quite it today. The, uh, are we going to do that one? I, I meant the other one, the department. Oh, Department of Truth. Yeah. So, yes, Department of Truth is a big shout, out. and it's a book that. Um, Mostly I enjoy it because Martin's on it, but it's good when he's not on it as well occasionally. But the, uh, yeah, um, it's and written by James Tinney in the fourth. Um, and it, it just, it's just a great idea. You know, yeah. I, I don't really want to spoil who the protagonist in it even is because that kind of ruins it for people who haven't read the first trade yet. There's two trades out of it now out of Image Comics. And um, it's just, we're just always eternally pleased for Martin, but it is actually a fucking excellent book. 
you know, brilliantly drawn, brilliantly written, real mood, real pace, really um, intelligent in the way they've, they've sort of approached it. So there's an X-Files element to it without spoiling it too much. Um, but it digs into some real... Um, and Martin is allowed to sort of reach in and, and, and pr- provide that work that um, you and I, Dan, were once told by Shelley Bond in Orbital Comics that he's the next Sinkevich, weren't we? By, uh, yes. you know, and I, th- I think we're really seeing that in this issue, mm. this series. Yeah, absolutely brilliant. I absolutely, absolutely love stuff. it. Yeah, yeah. Between yeah, the art and the writing, I can remember reading like the first issue and I was like, fuck me, I'm loving this. this is- yeah. I was being presented ideas and story beats that I'd not encountered before and I was really kind of like... Oh man, this is great! Loving yeah. this. Mm. Yeah. So, yeah, like I said, don't want to spoil it too much. It's just one of those things. Yeah, yeah can't, we can't even say who it turns out to be at the end of the first issue because I don't no. want people to pick it up. But there's such a good twist in that first issue. Yeah. You know, it's so good, and it just leads onwards. Yeah, and um, very kindly, Martin gave us a trade in any of it. So that's yeah. very kind of him. Yeah. So, thank you, Martin. Absolutely yeah. legend. Um, for me, a couple of our honourable mentions here. Um, it was finally seeing some lovely collected editions of some indie titles that I've been picking up and thoroughly enjoying and stuff. Um, namely, um, the wonderful hardcovers. Yes, hardcovers, baby. Woohoo! I've become <laughs> that guy. Um, but the lovely collections of NPCT by Sarah Mulman and Beast Hunting Battle Badges by Steve Oh, Sims. man, yes. That's great, isn't it? Stand um, out. Yeah. But uh, both books. Um, so wonderfully put together by creators who have poured their I mean these are sort of uh, sort of one person bands if you know what I mean that have from the writing to the characters to the to the book layout to the way everything's done that these these two books are massive examples of you know individuals small presses doing stuff and it looks better than the majority of the the mainstream stuff that you would find on 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 your shelves in the bookstores and stuff. I I love both of these. I've let's say in the pride of place on my shelf. Um, so if you like, um, whether you like sort of like fantasy slice of life, um, adventure in a tea shop in Wales, or whether you like uh, anthropomorphic fantasy, um, action like Teenage Mutant Hero. Turtles, I said hero. See, that, that says it all, yes. doesn't it? Um, <laughs> that's the UK influence. That's the UK influence. Um, then get on both of these because I absolutely love them. It's just lovely, um, you know, because everyone does these series, but the, the collected edition is, I think, one of those, the rare gems in an indie creator's um, crown, isn't it? For a lot, For a lot of people, I think. Oh. There's not enough to be said. I mean, I know you've got a couple of collected editions, Dan, but... You know, it says a lot it, when you can make it to that. I think. Yeah, yeah, you, Dan, you, you've got four out now. It's fucking pretty, pretty incredible. Oh, thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah you know, yeah, yeah. That's, yeah that's, it. that's excellent. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's so those are my those are my ones. Good. Uh, I've got a couple more. Um, uh, Jinx Freeze from Herc. I thought it was brilliant. Just thought that you know it's, it's going to sort of play into a little bit. I'm going to talk about later. Red Room from Ed Piscall, which I'm absolutely loving. I'm just glad that someone's out there daring to fucking do stuff like that. Um, I've not that, seen not any of that. I've got to fucking see that. Yeah, yeah. man, fucking heard a lot about it. Yeah, um, and both the there's been two volumes of Black Sad now. They all fall down. Part one and two. Oh man, um, which is fucking incredible. Just like a, a lesson in how to do comics. Yeah, yeah. Just, every uh, single time. You know, what um, can you? Anything you say about that is just doesn't do it justice. It's no. fucking amazing. Yeah, I yeah. just oh, yeah. <laughs> right, mine. Um, uh, quick, I've got one, to do one more, more, yeah. Just a little shout out to um, 
I, I, I get so excited about comics all year round. I forget what I've read, but uh, so these, unfortunately, this is quite a recent one, but um, a, a shout out to Fantagraphics for all they do, really. I've loved loads of what they've done this year, everything from Red Room to Johnny Ryan books to this. And they are putting out the um, Alberta Brettia um, reprint library. And I've just, it's all I've read in the last month is I've just read Brettia um, just nonstop. And it is fucking amazing. And uh, anyone who hasn't read, um, the Eaton or, or Mort Cinder or anything like that it just needs an, it needs an education because it just blew my mind. Um, so go uh, look at that from Fanographics. Coattail, Monkey Brunch, that's my new phrase onto that one. Uh, with Crash Site, Tony, you bought me this and I fucking <laughs> loved it. <I> didn't, <laughs> didn't know what I was going to get and what I got. I was like, oh, this is fucking nuts. Loved it. Yeah, it was, yeah. felt like it was made for us. That and an English really dude, uh, English dude working Fanographics. Great. Yeah. yeah. Nathan Cowdery. Uh, yeah. Two ones more was uh, Hate Punch Two: The Hunt for Justice. I absolutely yeah. love this comic. I'm not still not sure where you can get it, but uh, I know the the writer of it has reached out to me and said that a couple of people have been in touch for him. Oh, good work! Odd, oh, nice. That's always nice to know. Uh, asking yeah. where to get it. Yeah. So uh, go check that one out. And uh, Rufus Marigold. I know yeah. we uh, we all like that one. I want to give a quick shout out to that because yeah, that made us chuckle again. I started reading that and then I stopped because I um, want the physical copy to finish this. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Sometimes I read a PDF and it's so good. I, like, I don't want to. I don't want this to be the experience. I want to read the rest of it in in a book. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Go go look at go look at Europe Comics again. I mean, we we don't say it, we say about it all the time, but the Undertaker as well. There's so much going on over there that's yeah. fucking amazing. Yeah. And we're about to get the new Enrico Marini book. Um, the Noir book he's doing, so we're very excited about it. Yeah. yeah. Right then, round three, um, and to kick off my my last uh, pick. Official pick is uh, from Vault Comics, written by Michael Marici, uh, art by Nathan Gooden, coloured by Addison Duke, and it is. It was only three issues, but fuck me, did I enjoy? Was that all it was? Yep. (laughs) It's a hardback of that now, isn't it? Yep, yep, and uh, it's hardback. I'll probably be getting soon. Um, And I am, of course, talking about Barbaric. You're getting Uh, it from Santa. Well, who knows? I'll let you know after <laughs> Christmas. Um, but yes, a barbaric Owen the Barbarian has been cursed to do good with what remains of his life. His bloodthirsty weapon, axe, has become his moral compass with a drinking problem. Together they wander the realm, foredoomed for to help any who seek assistance. But there's one thing Owen hates more than a life with rules, and that's witches. Welcome to the skull-cracking, blood-spattering, mayhem-loving comic brave enough to ask, how can a man sworn to do good do so much violence. Ha! They're just fucking with you. This is just barbaric. Um, and it very much is. Um, it's a fantasy book about a badass with a sentient axe that loves drinking blood. Um, and the main character is a bastard who uh, is literally, he's been cursed to do good and has to sort of, um, yeah, sort of, whenever he sees sort of wrongdoers, he's forced to then sort of like fuck them up. Um, even though he doesn't want to, and and one of the great things about this series is is the character is very, very consistent all the way through that he he knows he has to do these things, but he's still a bastard. He's still a bastard, and it. But there is another character that he meets a witch along the way, and there's a real sort of um, uh, kind of a I want to say midnight run kind of like uh, energy to the sort of like the the buddy duo. Um, mixed with lots of fantasy there's undead creatures there's giant snakes there's gore plenty uh the artwork by gooden is 
absolutely phenomenal. Uh, there's the writing by Marici is just absolutely. It works on so many levels. Um, it can, we, yeah, that it works in. There's definite layers to something that you could you could also just enjoy for just a rollicking popcorn time. I know it was a big success for Vault, and um, there's going to be another series coming next year, just around the corner, which um, I cannot wait for because this was. I mean, I was sold on the on just by a cover, but sometimes I'm sold on that just by one issue and never go back again. But with Barbaric, I continue to talk about it. I continue to love it. And it it stuck the landing as well, um, leaving leaving a sort of cliffhanger that where big things are about to happen, and I cannot wait for the second volume. I will say, I mean, I, I read it all digitally. I am going to get the the collected volume that's going on the shelf without a doubt. Um, and whether it's at Christmas or just after Christmas, it's going to happen very very soon. I would say this: the individual. I mean, and. Yes, I'm going to bring up my problem with digital pricing once again. Mark that off your bingo cards. But um, <laughs> um, the individual issues, uh, they're three pound nineteen on on Comicsology. I mean, they are like um, they're, they're thirty five to forty pages each one. You know, it's a slightly larger book basically. But they're, st- they're still on the upper echelon of your single issues. Um, they're three pound nineteen. So for for three issues, that comes to about eleven. Just under eleven pound, doesn't it really? Mm. Um, volume one. I just got to double check to make sure there are three issues. I'm pretty sure it's three issues. Uh, <laughs> yes, it's three issues. Uh, volume one has obviously come out. I do not know if there's back matter. There could be. There could not. Um, it is on Comicsology for thirteen pound sixty nine. Why is that more than the buying the three individual issues? What's that? The collection is that much. The collection, the digital collection. The digital collection is thirteen pounds sixty nine. I, th- <laughs> I think. I think that's probably a similar price to actually buying it. <laughs> it better have a naked picture of his mother in the back. Yeah, yeah. Fucking, I yeah. don't understand. I don't understand why publishers do this with these collected editions. Fuck's sake. Um, and it is. If I click on click on this, I mean, I can say this because I am. I'm. I'm double dipping on this. I'm getting the printed book, but the page counts. 111 pages so there's probably a little bit of back matter in it but there's still not for me that's not <laughs> for a digital you can't do it and a lot of these publishers do this I love Vault Comics I lo- lo- love what they've been doing like Vault and Aftershock there's so many fantastic indie publishers this pricing is I like to think divorced from the actual creativity of the book you know? yes yeah the, yeah. the pricing is, <laughs> is less to do, to do with like the actual books isn't it it's just like yeah what do they just think of a random number do they? Yeah. I mean, but even then, like, even if, if a number like that, are they pricing it like like that so that when it comes to a sale, they can? It's a better sale. But I would say that. But a lot of like the independent publishers don't necessarily do that, do they? They don't have. They don't have like fifty percent off and things like that. Off, off no, you don't. Pressures. You don't see many vault comicsology sales. No, they're not like Dynamite or someone like that who has them all the time. No, no, yeah, yeah, no, no. Um, but but saying that. I'm gonna go back and buy it. I'm just not gonna buy the digital collection. I'm just gotta be straight up honest that I think that that pricing is fairly jank. <laughs> yeah. Oh, speaking yeah. of uh, speaking of comicsology pricing, a lot of big sales on there at the moment, my friends. 
Oh really? Excellent. A lot yeah, of lovely. cracking sales on there. Yeah, yeah. Go and have a look. Lovely, yeah. lovely. Um, but yes, um, barbaric. If you like um, high fantasy um, with a sort of like modern twist, but not once again, not something that looks down on the genre. It's something that also once again it loves the genre. Take takes it seriously. It's it's got Conan running through its veins with a healthy dose of. It's almost like Conan meets. Um, the film Payback. Do you remember that? Do you remember that Mel Gibson film before Mel Gibson yes. went fucking? Well, that's like, based. That's based, based on, on um, Parker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Basic. Yeah, yeah. It's that. That's the. That's Parker. The first yeah, book. Pa- that's Parker. that's actually a good film. And Lucy Liu's in that. Yeah, it's a brilliant, brilliant film. And it was also that was a. They did it once before, didn't they? What's the the Lee oh, Marvin um, one? Lee Marvin one. Yeah, uh, I can't remember now because it wasn't until unfortunately it wasn't until Jason Statham made a Parker movie that. Um, they were they were allowed to use the proper name, were they? They, yeah, were, they had to call yeah. him something else in that one, didn't they? Oh, really? Yeah. Why was that? Yeah, yeah. Just didn't, Donald Westlake didn't want it. He didn't want him. Huh. Yeah, using yeah. it. Yeah, 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 yeah. I forgot what he's called. He's, he's it, it does begin with a P. Palmer. Yeah, like that. yeah, that's right. Back. It's yeah. very similar, but yeah, yeah. yeah. But when the staff comes knocking, say like we want to use Parker. Like, yeah. I think I think Westlake had, Westlake had died by that point. Yeah, sadly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, we yes. go with my version for yeah. headcanon. Yeah, but that that classic <laughs> Parker sort of like gri- the grizzled criminal, um, who you're following. It, it's got that kind of vibe as well, I think, by mm. Eric as well. So, um, yeah, definitely, I love it. And uh, yeah, so that is my last full-on recommend. So there you go. Uh, Who's going next, Dan? Or is it, is it me now, Dan? Is it? Because like, we're yes. going to sort of yeah. join. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, Tony, do you want to do yours? We're going to form an Eiffel Tower on the over your one, aren't we? The <laughs> yeah. um, <laughs> So when I texted you guys to say what my top three was, I did actually slightly mislead you in the on the grounds that I did say my third one was Str- Strangers Fanzine, which is, yeah. but more that um, it's part of it. So my highlight, my third highlight of the year is The Rise of the New Underground. And I've been barking on about this, and I'm so glad it has happened. And it is led by the likes of Eddie, who's our buddy um, uh, from Strangers, also by Bubble Zine, also by the Kayfabe Boys, also by um, our other buddy, buddy Pat Sparrow, um, the gutter boys as well it's there's a lot going on in this scene and i feel like there's this fresh new movement um, of experimental comics that also aren't just ridiculously agenda driven and they are there's a there's a group of people who feel free it's almost like um it's a, it's a little bit punk in what they're doing you know they, they feel free to just do what they like in their comic and not give two fucks what people think about it and um i'm so glad to say that we are me adam and daryl are part of that now as well um i don't want people to oh you can't do that it's offensive i don't care you know a lot of things are offensive in in art and we, and i think these people are taking are, t- are taking some chances and i'm so glad and there's i just wanted to name a few of them so eddie from strangers jasper juberville um uh, nate garcia i've got jasper's new comic through today actually it looks brilliant uh, nate garcia for alonzo sneak um Brian McRae for Crania, which I talked about a while ago. Sean Knickerbocker for Rust Belt. Um, Jake Matchen for Trenchcoat. Obviously, Ben Benjamin Mara, who we're big friends of. Um, and he did us that cover for the Tribute Press uh, Hercules issue too. Um, Sam Hickson did Liquid Realm. All in just absolutely different formats. Do what you like. What works for the story. Sell it. Don't, you know, none of, none of these people are millionaires. We're just doing comics because we love the form. And I'm just so glad there's this avenue out there 
without the snobby gatekeeping that seems to go on in all realms of comics, you know, in all sides of each and every single argument. There's these people just making comics and not giving two flying fucks about it. And um, I think, um, who's the one we were chatting about earlier, Dan, um, who does Megan Mog? Um, Simon Hanselman. I think Hanselman's part of it. You know, I think he's part part of it as well. Um, And it's so refreshing. I just love listening to the interviews with these people who don't, you know, don't feel that they have to put their politics before they talk about their comic. You know, so that's my new one. It's my, my, the biggest highlight of the year for me, other than the cre- creative stuff that I've been doing, um, is um, this new Rise in the Underground, or what is called calling itself Outlaw Comics to a certain extent. Yeah, I'm absolutely loving it. There's a few people in the UK doing it, and mostly it's in, it seems to be in the States, but there, it, is, it is getting a, a kick in the ass here. And if you go to the shelves of um, Gosh, you'll see there's loads on the shelves there now and it's it's really taken over and i think we're getting rid of that twee nonsense that we've got with i think uh do you think matt simmons is kind of yes i think towards so. that yeah definitely definitely it's and if you so listen much... to listen to gutter boys he gets an ad he has an advert on there occasionally so and, yeah uh, it's more just yeah. kind of like your attitude and what you're putting out it's not what you claim to be it's what yeah or the yeah the the lack of attitude almost yeah i oh, see what you mean sorry yeah. mate yeah no i think you're right yeah utterly yeah i think that these people um Oh, I don't think we'll invite him to our zine fair. I don't like his comic on boners. You know, fuck off. Like, you know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> even consider any of that shit. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. They don't care. Yeah. Well, that's a load of old wank. Yeah, but there you go. So that's uh, that's my big one. Is um, I just I just think we need to move. I think in times of trouble, comics has always risen. You know, to support and been that that medium that we can just read cheaply and enjoy. And have a laugh with, and you know, yeah. there's there's rarely been, you know, certainly in the last of my lifetime, there's really been a time of 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 less trouble than there is at the moment. And I think that these comics are coming through, just providing a smile and, you know, just just something to laugh about. Yeah, I'm really digging it at the moment. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, nice. My last one. Okay, Dan. Yes, my last one uh, is an absolute beast. Uh, I, I started reading it and then I kind of stopped this some weeks ago and then I I read it all through from start to end today and yeah. it's uh, Barry Rinsett Smith. That's a big task, man. Reading all that. It, it's, it, it took yeah. me a few hours. I got to say, yeah, uh, I did have a nap in the middle. I hope that isn't. <laughs> <laughs> I think I had a great comics reading experience. I had a cup of tea and uh, a mince pie and started eating it and then I fell asleep for about. 20 minutes and then i woke up and read the rest <laughs> i was reading this thing about i think it was it picasso or someone does this thing where they hold something like a glass or something or a you know yeah. a saucepan or something's going to make noise if it's drops and then they just as they're about to fall asleep obviously their hand goes limp and they drop it but apparently that point is a time when you can be most creative there's this theory that that's sort okay. of borderline between waking and maybe that's what's you know influenced a lot of your thoughts on this book because it's, it's a deep book isn't it there's a lot it of is, emotion yeah. going on in it yeah i went through that when uh i was reading a book in uh bed the other day and smashed myself in the face of it because <laughs> yeah I, I Raz- razzle read his wives again yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the omnibus <laughs> but bopped me in the face so yeah uh this is uh is what you call um, it? yeah it's a huge old tome uh, uh, so yeah, I'm going to be talking about Barry Windsor Smith's uh, Monsters, which oh. is absolutely fucking oh, it's brutal. Like I said to you, Tani, I'm not sure if I can say that I enjoyed it because, yeah. like a kind of a heavy book or film, it's an absolute like experience to 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 consume it. But 
I, I wouldn't look back in time and think, oh, what a great time I had reading Barry Smith's monsters because it's quite a really harrowing story. It's yeah. Yeah, it's, it's almost not, like something like in cold blood or something. I feel like, I've yeah. read. you know, it's, it's a bit like that. It's sort of a fifties, you know, um, murder, murder. Yeah. Novel, I thought know, when it was, it, you said it was like a, the an incredible Hulk script, but we're going to get some geezer, like mm. it's going to be like a Hulk light kind of thing with uh, this monster going around smashing stuff up. You don't get any of that. It's yeah. It's, yeah. Th- th- that's what, I mean, I, I chatted to Dave Robertson about this. And he's a big Hulk fan. He was telling me about it. And it's, um, it's originally, it was originally going to be a Hulk story that another writer i won't name him nicked and 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 wrote as a hulk story and it came out and barry windsor smith was not happy at all and no, he went imagine. away and he's been working on this for years and, you, and it, so it's actually not about the creature really no. it's about it is about monsters it's just not what you expect you know there's a line that one of the characters says and i, I can't really go much too much into it without uh spoiling large sections of the story but uh, it's one of the main character. One of the characters he thinks to be a main character, and he says about all these things, like y- you you see them as separate objects and separate events, but like they'll start clicking together and everything comes to- together to form a pattern. And in this image, he's standing in front of a spider's web, and you'll get that theme as you go through the comic. Yeah, you're, you think you're- it's one thing when you start it, don't you? You think yeah. it's about one person, and it really yeah. isn't. Yeah, and something you'll be referenced or mes- mentioned. And then you'll forget about it, and then a hundred pages on, it comes up again, like yeah. the object or something, an event, and you're like, "Fuck, that's a callback yeah. to right at the start of the book." And it's so well constructed. Uh, it's, it's, oh, it's so bleak. Honestly. I mean, two hundred so pages. Two hundred pages is basically about a woman who's a victim of domestic abuse. Yeah, you know, and it, what you it, think is going to be an escape, and is it escape? It isn't really, and you know, it's, yeah. It's it's horrible because uh, the 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 son in it kind of suffers absolutely monstrous like physical yeah. abuse and there's some of the sections which are not mad on which is the 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 mum of the 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 boy starts uh, writing letters and it's like cursive yeah. script isn't it which I've I've seen read that many people kind of struggled with and they didn't read it I I did I went made sure I did because oh, okay I ducked out most of it I'll be honest with yeah. you I found it hard to read actually. It is literally, I genuinely find it hard to read because it's just whatever the font of his handwritten. I was like, what's that saying? And there's some elements which she's written something and then scored it out. And I'm yeah. like, are we supposed to be able to read that? Because as part of the story, that's scored out. So she was thinking something and then thought better of it. But obviously it's in there. Are we supposed to, do you see what I mean? There's a yeah, confusion no, there in the storytelling. Yeah. But uh, such a powerful piece. I, I know you're still reading it, aren't you, Vince? You've got yeah. about a third the way yeah. in. So we don't want to go through the massive spoilers. It's heavily written. It punches you in the lungs like sometimes. like Especially like, even with some of the dialogue, you're, like, you're, you're uncomfortable reading it. But that, but yeah. but that's the point. It's not, it's, you know, it's not. I don't mean that. In it, you're uncomfortable because it's bad. Yeah, you're, I mean, you're to be fair, there is it's meant to be uncomfortable. There is some racism in it for those yeah. who you know are reading. But it, but it's of a time. It's how those people were at but, yeah, the time. If, if you didn't put that racism in, it wouldn't be. Accurate. Would be honest. Or, yeah. yeah, it wouldn't be accurate at the time. There's people that are fucking horrible and did say these things and. Yeah. To, to to say otherwise is not not sort of acknowledging what and, was. And heavy domestic abuse, you know, like yeah. in your face, it happens in front of you, you know, just horrible, horrible, overbearing, physically abusive, you know, yeah. 
just and people yeah. sort of reaching in trying to kind of say look i can not not too many words i can see this is happening if you want me to do yeah. think about this i can but you've got to say and then they don't and you're just like oh fuck i think it's quite early on so i don't think you may have got to it vince is the stand there's almost a standoff between the police officer and the dad when he's firing a gun have you got to that bit yet no i don't think i've got that and that's no. the bit okay. that i went fucking that is so well handled yeah it's the way that he stands there and he goes you got a license for that gun and it's the, the dad doesn't want to back down but you can see he's just this bully and you got yeah. this copper who's who's not really you know he's, he's he doesn't care about losing face he's just being professional and there's this and it's so well done it's so it's cleverly real, done. real tension yeah really well yeah, yeah. Oh, it feels God, like it feels yeah. like it's real feels like it's real. Yeah. so many times like fucking oh this is really awkward like yeah. real like the situations the characters and you're like oh god i wish this would end like being around a friend's house and their their parents having an argument yeah sitting there thinking oh god this is terrible yeah uh, but yeah oh god like, like i said the main character isn't the stories around him but it focuses on all the people that kind of fashion his life and yeah it's it's, it's very hard to kind of for me to explain it, it's, I'm still kind of like uh, compartmentalizing the, the the whole thing. Uh, yeah, but I think the the, the the arts were worth of a you know we could talk about the art for fucking cut the oh, man, black and white, um, just full. Everyone's face is just so you know. And I tell you what, he does so well. I just love that he does. And he does. He did that in that the X Men special, the X Men Wolverine issue. He did his snow. He handled yeah. snow so well. I don't know yeah. why I just love it. I just love seeing them standing there amongst the snow or the rain. And um, there's well, one the, scene the, where the woman the woman messes her hair up and it's just so well done. It's just a little yeah. touch. And you know, this the is the man who's considered in, it. The styling of like, they're in this house in the 1950s, early 1950s. So, yeah. yeah. And just like the, the decor and the, the furnishings. And it's like, that's where, and the art, the, the, the clothes they're wearing. It's like, this is all, absolutely on point it's just yes yeah. you feel like you're in the time zone it's yeah. uh very 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 well done and he earned his money with that book didn't he fucking hell the lines on the page just... i don't know how he kept it consistent if he did this such as such a long period yeah it's true it does actually. change subtly sometimes like everything's quite heavy and then then the next page it's kind of like quite yeah, I found that quite a relief occasionally because you do yeah. really have to spend a lot of time reading each page, and then suddenly you'll open up to a jeep driving through the countryside or something. You think, oh, and it almost let, it almost lets you breathe for a couple of minutes, doesn't it? Somehow, I think. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. Uh, the we relate it back to the Hulk story because the Hulk's dad is like uh, abusive, isn't he? As far as I yeah. remember, not massively, but. If like that's the the father figure in that being abusive, it's absolutely fucking horrible. Just oh, yeah. it's just like an uh, how to write just the, the worst fucking horrible people. It's it's that character, and uh, yeah, you're, you're not given a massive clear reason why he is like that. It just his elements of trauma and PTSD, yeah, and stuff like that, as spoken yeah. about, aren't they? But yeah, yeah. But that's what uh, it was like, you know, the sh- what they called shell shock back then. You know, the people yeah. coming home from war and they were just told to buck up and cope with it. Yeah, yeah. to see some fucking horrible stuff in this sort of back you are to uh, civilian life. Here's your wife yeah. and kid and away I you think go. I think, um, for me, if you are doing a list of, say, you know, one of those sort of empirically, these are the best comic books of the year, and this isn't on it. I think there's probably something wrong with your list. I'll be honest. Yeah, with you. It's, it's got to yeah. be. It's, yeah. it's such quality, yeah. you know. 
Yeah. It's, yeah. It feels like one of those books that's going to be discussed for years yeah. down the line. Like, yeah. they keep yeah. coming back to this. And There's a few books it. that you, you, you pick up, and uh, certainly I, I had this experience. And this is someone like, you know, I'm not a. I'm not a Barry Windsor Smith stan, or you know, I, I don't like. I I wasn't the biggest fan of his work uh, yeah. when I was a kid. He wasn't one of the creators that I was a huge fan of and stuff. But upon like seeing this and picking up the book, and, and as soon as you open it, you think, "Fuck, here we go!" Wow, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's it, so it, it, long, it's, it's so it, yeah. dense, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, you know? it's, it's three hundred and is it ninety odd pages? Yeah, it's pretty much four hundred, isn't it? Yeah, when you look at yeah. it, uh, yeah, yeah, it's about three hundred seventy-five pages, I think. So it's something like three hundred sixty-five. And um, I mean, it's uh, you could knock someone else out with a book, but it says a lot that that this is across the board. I know. Um, like for instance, Danny from OK Comics has talked about it. So. Oh yeah, she hasn't she? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and it, once again, another another comic that transcends because of the power of the storytelling, isn't it? Really. Now this this was published by was it two different publishers? Uh, Jonathan not... Cape is who I've got. I think the... Jonathan Cape Jonathan isn't Cape... Jonathan Cape the English producer. Yeah, is that got... right? Yeah, cover design, Fantagraphics, it says. Oh, so they put it out in the States. So occasionally you get this with Fantagraphics. So Fantagraphics have got the US rights and um, Jonathan Cape have got the UK rights. Yeah, basically. Yeah, that's how it works. Yeah, I've seen this before. Yeah, if you look look on the inside cover of our versions, it says Jonathan Cape London, but um, it does make a mention of uh, Fantagraphics on the back cover. Yeah, I mean, he's go back and find anything of his you know the, everything from the Conan work onwards you know just he was a bit of a sort of when he was called Barry Smith he was a bit of a sort of Kirby clone there was a lot of that going on not that it was bad I remember reading the Daredevil stuff and thinking it was fucking marvellous but mm. if you read the um, the Conan stuff and um, you know the, the Avengers stuff and the X-Men stuff and the uh, Archer and Armstrong stuff and everything onwards and onwards and onwards he's, he's what a craftsman what an amazing dude you know um, yeah yeah, so I can't recommend that highly enough. To be honest, I really think you should go and check that out. It's yeah, it's absolutely, and it's such an experience. So yeah, uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. So there you go. That's the main ones, but we got we got a couple more um, honourable mentions, haven't we? Yeah. Before, before we um, <laughs> yes. Before we ride off into the sunset. Um, Shall I go with mine? Yeah, go, go for, for it. it. Yeah, so Patrick Sparrow, Comrade Kill. I think it's brilliant. It's just perfect, Pat stuff that just made us fucking die thanks very much for sending those books through early in the year patrick um lips and pussy man fists from <laughs> dale Thorpe. just fucking i'm he's just letting loose daryl i love i love working with him and i love reading his own stuff and everything yeah. like that um same for foul p um uh, double justice and jungle land which has appeared in strangers just everything foul p does um he's he's a real he's a, he's a young man who um knows what he's doing and um is it developing a really interesting style? I'm, I'm just glad to be along for the ride. So they're my my extra ones. There you go. Nice, Dan. What have you got? Uh, I've got one which isn't strictly a comic, but I found it very useful indeed, and that's uh, Dave Cook's guide to uh, running a uh, crowdfunding on, on Kickstarter. A guide okay. to marketing, running, filling a corporate Kickstarter. Uh, it's how many pages? Uh, 109 pages for a fiver. And if you thought, oh, I might want to run a Kickstarter, that you can't go wrong by buying a copy of that mm. and and seeing how it's done. And one that was narrowly bumped off of my uh, picks of the year, and that was uh, Ultra Mega by James Harron and oh, Dave Stewart, so good, which man. is fucking yeah. amazing. I just love it. It's brilliant. So good. Yeah. It, it seems to be a comic that almost reinvents itself with every issue. It's just 
but staying the same theme and story it's hard to describe because it's so well done uh imagine it's kind of ultraman and kaiju monsters with a massive spin on it it's just really well done i I can't wait to see where it goes so uh that's my apologies to everyone who i forgot as well because there'll be loads yeah there's loads of of stuff um if you're thinking why didn't you mention me i was going to mention you but i forgot so yeah same (laughs) yeah uh a couple more series for me that i thoroughly enjoyed this year obviously um a vinyl by doug wagner and daniel hillyard just um just finished i just recently talked about it i thoroughly enjoyed that plenty of serial killers and action going on there um there was the six sidekicks of trigger keaton which almost made my uh my top three uh, um absolutely loved that book um by kyle um i just want to make sure i get it right uh kyle starks chris chris Schweizer, um is the name of the artist um, there's also Liz Trice Schweizer as the colour assists absolutely adored that, that's a book about um, stuntmen and old old school action TV which is both hilarious and uh, action packed and a bit thought provoking because it's not always, uh, not always pleasant that book either and the other one I had was Homesick Pilots Oh yeah, nice one. Yeah, which is a absolutely um, stonking series by Casper Wingard and Dan Dan Watters. Um, I don't even know how you even uh, write, summarize that title. Uh, no. Summarize the comic. Um, you could say haunted houses. Um, walking uh, people piloting haunted houses like mechs. Um, yeah, that's part. That's just part of the story, as well as punk rock bands and ghosts. There, there you go. There's lots of stuff. That's and you put that with um, sort of a a neon synth wave color palette and badass visuals and characters and homesick pilots. It's definitely sort of like an action horror uh, punk rock comic for you. That was um, yeah. That that was a bunch of series that. I know sometimes on this show I talk a lot of games like, oh, I've bought issue one. I'm looking forward to seeing what issue two is going to be like. And sometimes I don't get around to that issue two because it just didn't didn't stick with me. But the, all of those ones I just mentioned there were I kept going with it and thoroughly enjoyed all of them, which I think, yeah. So I, I, I'm thankful for them <laughs> if this was a Thanksgiving episode. Um, <laughs> but yeah, but we are thankful, of course, to um, all you lovely people for listening to this show over the year. It's been another um, crazy year as things have been on, off. Things have started again, gone back. People are pushing boundaries of creativity and work. And some people have, you know, have it, some comics haven't been released. Some comics have been released and come out of nowhere and absolutely blown our socks off. So we we truly appreciate um, all the support, every, all everything that um, we've read, we've we've enjoyed, and everything that you've heard us talk about on this show that we've enjoyed is the reason we're talking about because we don't talk about the stuff we don't don't enjoy we whinge we've whinged a bit oh, yeah year. we've ranted a bit and certainly there's a couple of episodes where well, we we'll put, do a bit of that don't yeah we? we put the world to rights um but it's, i i like I, well i hope that it's in the um in the spirit of comics being nice to them to the people that read them <laughs> in a lot of ways um but i mean what are you what are you guys looking forward to um, next year, I know that let's 
we get dispensed with the jokes of like, well, 2021 was awful and 2022 is going to be awful as well. Now, look, we'll make those jokes off air, but now it's all about yeah. comic wise, what we're looking forward to next year. Can I go, shall I go first? Go for it. Go for it. Speaking from a personal front, I'm going to be putting out Viper in the first couple of months of yes. year, 2022. But I'm going to be like, after that, I'm kind of, right, I want to get Vanguard finished. It's going to be foot down, get out the last three or four issues. And I want that done. Because I think it's unfair to leave people hanging when you're telling the story. And it's like, oh, I'm just going to take an eight month break while I do something else. And I'm Jesus not going to Christ, do that dude, I've been going for years. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah, I just want I mean, But what, what is your plan? I mean, what is the. I mean, obviously. Well, it's the, the still thing is two issues, two issues a year. So Viper should be done over sort of Christmas, Christmas, January. That should yeah. be all done. So hopefully kickstart that maybe sort of February, March time. Yeah. And then uh, Vanguard should start updating again from January. And then it's just two issues of Vanguard a year till it's done, which should, so, I imagine is going to be another two year, two and a years, maybe. I mean, we'll talk about it. I mean, once, once you get to the end, obviously we have to have a, total retrospective of how you've changed as a man <laughs> yeah <laughs> through the whole series it's gonna be it's gonna be so weird for you isn't it dude when you finish yeah i'll be sort of thinking what i'm gonna do next uh, taking over knows. the world taking over the world that's what you nah. doing. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> i did that on tuesday <laughs> um what about you tony what are you looking forward to well i think it's the first time ever where i'm not looking forward to anything from dc and marvel I'll be honest. Yeah, um, that's it. Yeah, yeah. I've um I've bought those comics for fifty years now, and there's nothing really lighting my fire at the moment. Although I do continue to buy them because I'm a mug. But I have to say, I'm looking forward to. I mentioned it earlier, the Marie Camerini book. I'm looking forward to the Albert, Alberto Brezia um, re-releases. I'm looking forward to hopefully, fingers crossed, Touchwood. We get to Angoulême, um Me and Sam for um for no brows. So I'll be looking forward to seeing what's going on there. Um. The Undertaker and a couple of other books out of Europe Comics. Um, I'm looking forward to. Um, I'm looking forward to the next Strangers drop. Um, I've just got the Jasper Jubilee book, so I'm, I didn't expect that to come through so soon. Actually, so I'll be reading that in the next couple of weeks. Um, and I'll be looking to complete my Fem Force collection. Hey. Oh, nice. Hmm. How many? What ones are we looking for? There's a few left. Yeah, it's not an easy one to find. Um, yeah, it's. Uh, just looking on the fringes these days, I've actually picked up, picked up a few mangas. Onward towards our noble death by Shigeru Mizuki, I picked up the other day, and, and I've just started reading that, and it's fucking blowing my mind actually. Really good, yeah, for a bit of manga. Look at that, nice. Um, yeah, so just see what's out there, really. Um, just different stuff. Um, yeah, yeah. The X Men you... seems to have run its course. The Avengers are, seems to have run its course. Batman's just a mess, and I'm looking to see what else is going on. Really, but, you know, yeah, yeah. I don't think it's so much the creators that are putting this stuff out. It's more the just the actual attitude and ethos that's yeah. behind it all. It just seems complete. It's not about telling interesting stories anymore. It just yeah. seems. I don't know what the fuck it's about. It's just not appealing anymore. It's, um, anymore. Yeah. yeah. Uh, now I'm definitely sort of less about maybe what publishers are doing and and more about like individual create you know creators yeah i'm just and, i'm just over all that that stuff yeah, i just i realized yeah. it's not for me anymore so i've moved on yeah. it's such a loss that we lost vertigo you know it's such a nice yeah. brooding ground i know we got um black what's it called black label books and stuff it's not the same 
Um, there's some, there is a couple of fringy type books coming out from yeah. them, but you know, we just need we need that again. Dark Horse, yeah. I've fallen off a bit on Dark Horse. I need to get back into the BPRD stuff again. Um, there's a lot of stuff that I just hope Valiant pull it together, pull it round. Um, yeah. I know EXO's about to end again, isn't it? We're getting that Eternal Warrior trade, which I've stupidly backed on Kickstarter because I'm again an MUG. Yeah. Um, so I'm looking forward to reading that. See what see what happens with that one. Yeah. 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 And from a personal point of view, I know Dan touched on it. We've, we've, well, I've just written Hercules Five, so Adam's working on that. Um, obviously, Fur's going to come out um, in a physical copy for the, for people in the new year to to read. Um, I'm just about to finish writing something for Johnny Cannon. There's there's a load going on with um, tribute. We've got we've got quite a lot cooking, so that's going to be that's going to be fun. Yeah, yeah. I think it's like if you don't see those comics in the world that you'd want to read make those comics you want to read yeah that's what i'm doing that's what we're yeah. doing man yeah yeah, yeah. um there, there'll be something you'll want to read i think the thing is it's yeah. just a medium it's just a delivery method it's not yes, we're yes, not yes. all in it together there's yeah. all different areas of comics you know from fucking argentina through to japan you know there's all different comics going on and you will find something that that does strike a chord with you as we mm. all have just have yes yeah. described yeah. Uh, i just think i just don't think marvel and dc i think they're just it's just being very boringly safe at the moment. And I don't think they've got the, the talent on board anymore because they're, no. they're going to image and they're going elsewhere and stuff. But uh, yeah, fingers crossed, Marvel and DC pull it round. That's all I'll yeah. say. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm looking forward to, you know, whatever series I'm going to talk about at the end of end of year list next year. You mm. know, I'm, uh seems like every, every year, it's not like we're, we're not like a, a show that's constantly talking about. Well, you know, the Avengers was my favourite series of this year. Every year we're picking different things, and it's um, there's a wonderful inconsistency if I, if that's a term for it. Do you know what I mean? Because everything's so varied. I mean, so just li- putting out good books, Brew Baker and Phillips. They're putting yes. out consistently yeah. regular. Good I mean, books. they they've been pretty consistent to their brand for yeah for Infinitum. Haven't they? So, well made for twenty years. They've yeah. been doing. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. What was the t- comic when it had? It was a small press create, small press person, but they'd, they'd done a few bits and bobs. They'd, they appeared on the show. We all loved it. It was uh, like a supernatural investigation team, and there was the ghost guy, the werewolf guy, and the zombie guy. And the first oh, issue um, was Ramon... Jason, Jason McNamara. Yeah. Yes. What was the title? Nocturnal commissions. Commissions. Is yeah. Is that? Yeah. I wouldn't want to see the second issue with that. I'd love to see the second yeah, issue. Yeah, and he's doing yeah. he's doing that Kickstarter, isn't he, which is that ongoing series. Yeah. Um, yeah. I backed it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we haven't seen enough of him recently, have we? No. no. Um, obviously, there's, you know. Oh, and Hawk the Slayer is coming to Judge Dredd the magazine, written by Garth. Mate, I fucking get a meal over that. fucking good is yeah. that going to be? <laughs> <laughs> Hawk the Slayer, fuck yeah. you. Let's read the Fat Lords <laughs> in the North. Yeah, and there's also a Kane. You know, there's a new Kane book coming out. Oh, Paul Grist, yeah. Wow. Didn't they, oh, they've yeah. announced they're putting out a collected version of Finn as well? Yes, Finn as well. You're, I'm really yes. looking forward to that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. which is it's kind of like the lost book, isn't it, a little bit, compared yeah. to some stuff. Pat's been going on about that for a while. I think um, I, I, I'm feeling a real nostalgia tip sort of like begin yeah. at the moment. And, um, and I think I'm going to possibly delve back into few of the old like uk weeklies and some of those old sort of characters and stuff like that and well how's your uh personal project going with the uh oh well the storm force collection yeah that, well force. that's one of the things i i you know that's been on hold for a, for a long while but yeah. now maybe it's time to 
I'll dust it off and continue with it and get back on eBay. I need to. I think the uh, that book fair, the comic thing on a yeah. Sunday, that's oh, that's prime hunting ground, comic mart. Yeah. Should we call it the Stormforce saga? Yeah, well, yeah, it will be in the end. Uh, yeah, I missed the last one because I was out with the old Satanists tonight, yeah. but uh, yeah, looking forward to yeah. that. Out with the Satanists, classic. The old, Satan, the old Satanists. Um, which, um, just for reference, because I don't think we talked about it, because we recorded early, you were at a Satanic fair, weren't you, Tony? Oh, we didn't talk about that, did no. we? Yeah, yeah. so me and Adam did the Satanists flea market um, in Islington, and it was all that you would expect. It was... Yeah. Uh, but do you know what? I said this to Adam at the time. There was none of that sort of nonsense, nonsense with the sort of one-upmanship that goes on at comic conventions. Everyone, to a person, whether they had tattooed eyeballs or were wearing a, just a bondage strap or, you know, a load of shit on their face, was just friendly as fuck. Everyone was coming yeah. over for a chat. Um, it was really nice. We had a couple of people come over who'd heard of us. Um, one bloke who uh, had bought a comic in Gosh, uh, Mark Stafford, you know, the comic, he's in, he's in the... Um, the scroll book. Mark Stafford came over for a chat and he bought a book off us and it was just nice, man. It was like nice people. It was weird to say, you know, uh, Jason Atomic and Manco were there. We had a chat with Manco. Um, yeah, there was actually a little bit of a comics crossover, really. There was a couple of people selling zines and stuff and, and we were sort of the main people selling comics. But I bought a couple of books of poetry, um, um, <laughs> he wouldn't, which you wouldn't approve of, by uh, Alistair Crowley. Off, uh, and they went, oh, you're comic guys. And they were like really excited, these two ladies. It was nice, man. It was really good. Yeah, but I tell you what, fucking busy. You know, yeah. Thought Bubble and MCM would like those numbers. Yeah, you couldn't really. Walk down, oh, nice. Couldn't walk between the tables at one point. Yeah, I went for a walk around and got about, got onto the next floor and thought, nah, I can't do this. And went back upstairs again. It was over like, <laughs> on like four levels or something, I think. You know, the sex room was in the dungeon, obviously. But uh, uh, yeah, it was, it was all right. It was a good experience. It was a nice experience. We'd probably do it again just because we had such a laugh and it wasn't expensive to do. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good laugh. Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. Well, ho- hopefully there's going to be more opportunities to have a good laugh uh, in the future. Um, yeah. I mean, you're always going to get a good laugh on this show in some ways. Although, you know, it says a lot about this show that, you know, we talk a good game about, like, you know, toilet humour and the absolute nonsense that we waffle on. But as you can tell from some of our picks this year, that, um, you know, some of them are pretty... Peach. <laughs> oh, my word. <laughs> <laughs> she should be on a fucking on residual. She gets she's been mentioned about every show and yeah. every show for the past four I'm, weeks. I think I'm mentally scarred by the only fools and horses porn I saw on her Twitter stream. Oh yeah. my word! <laughs> next time, this time next year, we'll be millionaires. Hey, Rodney, <laughs> <laughs> right, you plonker! <laughs> Shout out to Trotters and Harrier. Anyway, yeah. um, yes, but. <laughs> We hope, um, obviously, you've enjoyed the nonsense we've been putting out this year and look forward to what we've got coming in the new year. Um, next next episode is going to go a little bit later than normal because it's Christmas and everyone's got yeah. far busier, better things to do. Um, but when they're ready, there will be the awesome quiz of the year waiting for them. The mega so powers. We will. Have, we will. Have, oh yeah. We will have course... recreated the handshake when we was at Thought Bubble. Oh yeah. <laughs> the Hulk Hogan matching man. <laughs> yeah. My God. It's a reference very precious few people will get, but <laughs> well, they, they they need to correct themselves. Um, <laughs> but 
<laughs> yes. So look forward to that in our next episode because that's just going to be a bit of fun before we start 2022 um, in full force. So we'll see, we'll yes. see, we'll see then. So, um, but thank you very much for listening to this episode. Um, if there's anything you'd like us to dis- discuss in the new year, um, perhaps um, you know new topics, new genres, anything, we are, we are open to talk about it. And uh, we're, as always, we're going to try and get new voices to get on the show as well. So you never who you mm. you never know who you're going to discover with us, and we don't know who we're going to discover anyway. So. This but time this, next year uh, we'll be talking about like how we really enjoyed insert name here. What we do what we do is in the uh, on the Slack thread we'll do a, a thing of like uh, what are your titles of the year. Yeah, that's a good idea. Yes, there are other ways you can get in touch with us. You can email us awesomecomicspod at gmail dot com. Uh, follow us on Twitter at the Awesome Pod, where we'll be um, posting the show, putting a shout out, and just doing retweets and all kinds of good stuff over the Christmas period. Uh, follow us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Podcast. Join the community group, Awesome Comics Talk. Great bunch of people on there just talking about comics, no hard selling, and uh, just discussing this medium we all love, as well as the Awesome Comics Slack group. Get in touch with us to join us on there. <clears throat> Thank you for listening, whether it is on the website, awesomecomics.podbean.com. If you listen to us on Apple Podcast, please subscribe and leave a review. Helps get the word out about this show and what we're talking about every week. If you listen to us on other networks like Spotify, Amazon, Stitcher, Podnose, Podknife, what other networks are you on, Tony? We're also on the Viz inspired one, Pod Bendover's Xmas Porn Converter. <laughs> what? <laughs> Why? Is... Oh my word! <laughs> it's in the copper's torch. Have a look. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Get get that for your, your family for Christmas. Can I give a little shout out here to um, JWC for hosting a drink and draw last weekend as well? Hey, hey. JWC, that's very nice. Yeah, yes. and also, can I just give a little shout out to Stephen Appleby? I was meant to interview Stephen yesterday, um, but um, he's uh, I think he's fallen foul of, foul of the vid um, yes. and he oh, tested no. positive. So um, just a little get well soon, Stephen. Yeah, yes. hope you're right. Um, and we hope that you are all all around out there wherever you are in the world um it's it's going crazy again um so be careful uh, we know you lovely people are the good ones it's other people you want to worry about um, <laughs> yeah my dad always yep. used to say to me when it's like dad you're all right he's like i'm all right it's everyone else you want you want to worry about i didn't know you were some <laughs> kind of fucking prophet because that's that's wrong true uh, <laughs> um <laughs> but we hope that you're doing okay if um and and healthy and just stay safe stay warm because it's getting fucking cold as well i don't know about you guys hot hot bots out now you know what i'm saying saying, tony what's that do you want a hot bot what's that mean look it up get get hot water bottles hot water bottle oh i thought you meant it was a bottom thing it's always a bottom thing with you. Where can people find us online, etc.? Tony? Uh, Patreon.com forward slash tribute press. We're um, about 10 pages into fur, so come come and, come and join yes. us. Which is fucking awesome. Uh, Dan, Dan, where can they find you? Patreon.com forward slash Vanguard Comic, where uh, I'm, tr- I'm really trying to not spoil any of the Viper stuff, so I'm putting up what I can. You guys even haven't seen it, have you? The ending for no. this? No. 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 Playing my cards very close to the chest. Ooh. Very close. Loads You'll find out all in. Yeah, there is burning in the comic. Real good. Oh, oh that's, that's what we're here for. 
What? Yeah. Um, money for. <laughs> you can follow me on the socials at Jester Diablo. Uh, thank you again for listening. We hope you have a brilliant Christmas, a new year, um, wherever you are in the world. And uh, yeah, and stick with us because we're going to keep talking about comics, whether you like it or not. I mean, seriously, if no one was listening, it'd just be us to be sat in a room just talking to each other. Talking comics, yeah. yeah. Still do it. We'd still be doing that. Yeah. We just happen to record it. And occasionally I have to edit out wee breaks. <laughs> yeah, I needed a wee. I've been eating all this soup recently. It's driving me nuts. Yeah. We'll go do, you, through, yeah. do you eat soup? I don't know. It's quite chunky. Oh. Drink soup and chew on the other bits. No, I, I think if it's got a chunk in it, it's eating, isn't it? I don't know. I don't know. Have you got chunks in any of yours? <laughs> so it's a question that's plagued plagued us through the oh, ages. A tale yeah. as old as time. I tell, and yeah. as you can tell, we're going to continue to ask the hard questions on this show. Yeah. So <laughs> thank you for listening, everyone. Uh, from Dan, Tony, and myself, have a brilliant week, a wonderful yeah. festive period. We love you very much, don't we, Dan? We sure do. And Tony does as well, doesn't he, Dan? No, fuck all that. Uh, you know that I like you Christmas. Do. You know I'm a huge Christmas. You're, fan, you're, yeah, I'm I tell you what, Christmas you give it all awesome. this, but you're a big softy, aren't you, Tony? You know those. You know there's always a wanker, isn't there, on television? Oh, I have a Christmas meal every day of the year. Yeah. Fuck off, you twat! Yeah. But I do, do really like Christmas. I'm a big fan of Christmas. Yeah, yeah. What I get excited. Like? There, there, what, what you... There's a Viz page comic strip. I don't know if you saw. It, it was in last year's annual called. Uh, right. I wish it could be Christmas every day. And <laughs> whereas like some reality where one of the, the band members of Slade is sort of supernatural powers and you had, to, you had to celebrate Christmas every day. Otherwise you died. So everyone in the office had to wear Christmas jumpers and keep going for a Christmas dinner. And I think I do remember that now. Yeah. yeah, yeah it's yeah. really good. Yeah. I don't think I love it that much, but I do really like it. It's nice, peaceful time. Yeah. Apart from the fact I've had all my holiday cancelled for the next week. Yeah. Busy, but there you go. Yeah. Well, happy Christmas, everyone. Happy Christmas. <laughs> On that bomb show. Happy Christmas. Have a good, that and a good New Year. Yes. And as always, what should their Christmases and festive New Year's be? Stay, Stay awesome. awesome. <laughs> I threw really it with work. that one. <laughs> I didn't, didn't really work. Didn't really no. work. I, I, th- I threw a little something different in the mix. And you should I have done Merry have. Christmas. Uh, I shouldn't have. And that's why change is bad. Um, yes. Bye, everyone. <laughs> See you later. See you later. Bye. Take care.